This is South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier. Welcome to the show. We do this every single Sunday morning. Thank you so much for waking up bright and early with me. As usual, I have the president and CEO of the Urban League Palm Beach County, Mr. Patrick Franklin, in with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trey. It's Sunday morning. It's always a pleasure to be here. The weather's changing, and it feels good. Absolutely. So you brought a new face to the studio this week. Who's this? All right. Well, we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna, Really reintroduce him to a lot of folks who know him already. But today we have Rick Christie, who is the executive editor of the Palm Beach Post. Rick, welcome to Sunday Morning. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the invite. Wonderful. Rick, you were the first African-American man of color to lead a major news organization here in Palm Beach County. Okay. How does that feel? <laughs> Uh, well, it feels feels good, first of all. Uh, I would say, though, boy, that it took a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't, I don't know about the uh, the TV stations. I'll say that certainly for our for our uh, newsroom and, and the Palm Beach Post, which is like 105, 106 years old. Yeah, that to uh, finally have a person of color running that newsroom, which is the biggest. Right. You know, in the county by far. Uh, I think it's a big accomplishment for us as a community and a good recognition. I right. So as I as I told you the, the day that I heard that, congratulations, well deserved. And and as we move forward, but I I, I want to go back in time to, uh, just a little bit. You were born and raised here. You're a native Floridian, mm-hmm. born and raised in Martin County, mm-hmm. and then you went to University of Florida. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and those in those early times, and I say early, but but it, it really wasn't that early because it, it, if you look back at it, you and I were in college at the same time, yeah. in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a different time. But even if you peel it back before that, in the sixties and seventies, there weren't too many people look like you and me at University of Florida. No, not at all. I think uh, the, the black student population at Florida at that time was like 05 mm-hmm. percent. A handful. So, yeah, so you didn't see a whole lot of yourself walking around the place, to yeah. be honest with you. All right, so you majored in journalism, I think. I did. How did you get to journalism? Uh, it started in high school, really. Uh, or, I, you know, if you're going to go way back, it started with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, instilling in me and my brothers and sisters a real strong love of reading. And then in high school, I got kind of bitten by the bug uh, when I uh, was in my expository writing class, and my teacher sent a note home to my parents that, "Hey, this kid can this actually kid can write." write. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I then actually, you know, I was on the high school paper, and then I was editor of the high school paper, and and I just knew that mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. All I right. wanted to inform people. So you got that feeling. Yeah. What would it take for a young minority? male or female, mm-hmm. that's interested in journalism, how would you steer them right now? Uh, well, I think, one, I, first thing I would say is don't mess with the success that I know, which is read, mm-hmm. and uh, which, is, which is something that I really wish a lot more of our younger people did do because it really just, as you can agree, I'm sure opens your mind up to so many things yes. and, uh, to, in the world and also makes the world just less of an imposing or, or intimidating place. But first thing, read, read, read. Uh, and then uh, also, if you if this is something you really are interested in, uh, get inquisitive. Mm-hmm. You know, ask questions about things. Uh, be curious, I mm-hmm. guess. And, uh, and that's kind of where reporting and research starts. Third thing I would say is 
have an open mind and have a diverse interest. Uh, I'll say that, uh, for example, about myself, uh, I'm a comic book collector. Okay. Uh, uh, but in terms of music, I enjoy all genres of music. I don't. I don't say I sit and listen to country or classical all day. I tend to listen to R and B or jazz. But there are I can name, uh, you know, country or classical musics that yes. I just, pieces that I love. Right. And so. I think that diversity in your mind makes you more curious about the world and makes you a better reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reading is what makes you a better writer mm-hmm. because you tend to fall in love with the with the written word. All right. Yeah. I tell you what, my my oldest daughter she she's an avid reader has always mm-hmm. been. She's I think she's at about a book and a half a week. Yeah. Even yeah. even right now, maybe right. a book and a half to two books a week. Probably yeah. They I mean people tend to have a the wrong impression of this generation of Gen Z and, and millennials that they don't really read the way we had to, but that's not true. They just read differently. Uh, my daughters are the same way. And you know, my mm-hmm. kids, uh, they also read voraciously Yes, and we tried to instill that in them. And, uh, and I just think that one of the, one of the things that we need to appreciate about these younger generations is that they do read, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they just read, like I said, differently. I, I, I always say that, um, don't discount our our young kids because they are head and shoulders above us in so many ways. Yeah. We may not see it because we we just can't correlate to it, but they're mm-hmm. head and shoulders in technology and uh, right. innovations and you name it. Right. Where I'm still trying to catch up. If I run into a roadblock, I, I just make a call. Can you help me get out of this? <laughs> you know. So as we go through this, so Rick, your 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 background has gone from foreign reporter to Wall Street Journal to a whole lot of different things. Yeah. Um, how did that prepare you to be the leader you are today? Uh, boy, like I said, I, I think that speaks to the diversity of interest that I was mentioning mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, all these different jobs that I've had along the way, uh, as you said, a foreign editor, and at the time, I think I was one of three black foreign editors of any major news organization in the country mm-hmm. when I had that gig, um, that I think it just, again, puts you in different situations uh, so that um, because making a decision about how to cover a war in course in Kosovo mm-hmm. is very different from how to cover a shooting in West Palm Beach mm-hmm. or how to cover a big real estate deal, you know, uh, in Atlanta. So all of those things are different and they give you kind of a uh, all of those situations are different and require different leadership decisions and how you do things. This morning for South Florida Sundays, our guest is Mr. Rick Christie. He's the executive editor of the Palm Beach Post here for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier with Patrick Franklin. You've made it through the eye of the needle through journalism, through your career in journalism, mm-hmm. and made it to the top in your profession. What would you say to a young professional, a minority professional mm-hmm. in your field today? Okay. As, as far as their aspirations to to go through the ranks in journalism and um, the the different issues that 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 roadblocks that they run in, into today that are different from what maybe you ran into earlier in in, in your career. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I've been at this for like oof, I can't believe like forty years. Go now. ahead and say it. You know, for, for, for forty <laughs> and, plus uh, years. And I, and you're as familiar with as, mm-hmm. as I am with how you have to maneuver your way around, over, under, and even through, through. a roadblock yes, yes. in that period of time. But I have three pieces of, of advice that I give anyone mm-hmm. uh, about how to get through this. That I, that I just, just three. 
one, have clear goals. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because otherwise you're kind of just meandering all over the place and not knowing what you really want to accomplish and when. And I mean goals from like one year to three years mm -hmm. to five years. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people don't do that because they're afraid that, oh, my goodness, uh, uh, I'm not going. This isn't going the way I expected, and I don't know what to do. And my goal was over here. Goals change. Goals change. Life changes. You know, so don't be afraid, but always have clear goals. Mm -hmm. uh, my second thing uh, is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Because in most cases you will find, particularly as a black male, you're going to find yourself in a number of uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. in your office, mm -hmm. uh, well, obviously in your personal life, but mostly when it comes to profession in your, off in, uh, in your office and doing your job. People are going to look at you strange because they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting a black man to come in and yes. talk to me about this. Yes. You know, that kind of thing, which I got a lot of. So get comfortable, get comfortable with, being with being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, because it will happen to you a lot. And my third and final thing is uh, is find a pastor. And what I mean by that is not you don't have to have a literal pastor, you know, but find someone that you can unload, mm. to, who somebody you can talk to who is willing to allow you to talk, you know. And uh, because we, as black men, I believe, tend to get, have so much on us, particularly as we try to rise and do well in our lives and particularly professionally. And most of us uh, in our generation and before, I believe, Patrick, are taught basically suck it up, you know, and just keep moving Keep forward. moving. Right. You know, right. you know right. what I mean? And basically, and this makes it difficult because <laughs> most of us don't really want to just like unload to our wives about some right. of the crap we're going through. Right. You know, because, I don't know, because we have to be strong. You know, we have to present, obviously, being strong and yeah. strong for them, and that is our role. Mm -hmm. So find someone. It could be your wife. It could be your girlfriend. It could be whoever. But find someone to be that pastor for you that I, you can speak to. I agree with you, and, and I'll, I'll just give you um, – Something that, that has helped me through my 22 years at the Urban League almost is my counterpart in Broward. Oh. We, we've both found each other to do that with. Oh, that's fantastic. On a weekly yeah. basis, basically, to, just to talk because there's no one else that can understand what I'm going through but her. Right. And vice versa, okay? Right. And, mm -hmm. and we talk about those things that, that affect our work, mm -hmm. our staff, our, our, our delivery of programs, the community. Mm -hmm. and, and basically it's just like have you been through this <laughs> I, I can't take this no more help me you know and at the end of the day it helps it, it, it helps so no no thank no, you no, those are my three clear that goals I, that I, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and find a pastor yes sir very good very good Rick how can someone get in touch with you oh well uh, and that's I'm glad you asked that because I really would really um, I really want people to try to reach out to the newspaper more, particularly people in our communities of color mm -hmm. who haven't felt comfortable doing that in the past. Mm -hmm. And and I don't blame them for that. I blame mostly the Palm Beach Post and the way we've operated. Uh, and uh, and so first thing you could do, uh, you can call my office, 561-820-4476, and, uh, and try to reach me that way. I got to be honest with you, don't answer the phone a lot. Because I'm pretty busy, you know, and everything. But leave a voicemail, and I'll try to get back to you. Second way to, uh, best way to reach me is via email. 
And that's R. Christie, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E, at pbpost.com. Those are the two best ways to try to reach me. Very good. And, uh, and I'll admit again, I get busy uh, because I'm handling a lot. I also, uh, which I think you already know, I also oversee uh, five other newspapers, including all the papers up in the Treasure Coast, Coast right. our paper up in Brevard, and the Palm Beach Daily News, as well as I oversee the uh, the sports news network for Gannett for all of Florida, which wow. is like 16 news Wow, that, that, that's that. So that keeps me, keeps me running. Yes, yes. So my next question is, Palm Beach Post has made many changes over, over the past 10 to 15 years. Where do you see its growth or major changes in content or delivery? Hmm. Uh, well, you're right. Been a lot of, especially over the last 10 to 15 yes. years, you're right, with yes. the uh, advent of digital. Mm-hmm. I see our growth pretty much on the digital platform, uh, and, and me, that meaning we our website, as uh, which is a pretty dynamic website, as well as the way we um, present our content on various uh, social media platforms and others, trying to engage with our audience. I think our print uh, product, which is still our most profitable <laughs> profitable way of making money right now, uh, is um, our print product uh, is you know is going away mm-hmm. largely because of costs. And the fact that people who actually fell in love with that print product, like us, mm-hmm. you know, are just becoming less and less. Yeah. So, but hey, we'll serve them as long as they want to be served because they are very good to us. And uh, but the digital stuff is where we really need to meet people and engage with people. Trey Brazier here with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League Palm Beach County. Our guest this week for South Florida Sundays is Mr. Rick Christie. He's the executive editor of the Palm Beach Post. We live in a hybrid digital world. Yeah. I grew up, as you did, reading a printed newspaper every day. Yeah. Our children now get their news from alternative sources. Yeah. How has that changed for the better or the worse? Or are we, is it for the better or are we on a decline of com- communicating information? Oh, I think we're, I think, I wouldn't say decline. I would say that it's kind of like, um, oh boy. Yeah, I don't. I was almost used the word chaotic, but I don't mm-hmm. want to say chaotic either. Oh, it's just it is. it's just all over the place. And I think one one of the things that I would one of the points that I would make is that although they get their news from from other places uh, and everything, it's still the same news that we produce. That a lot of the media that you read, uh, a lot of the stories that you read on various media, TikTok, X, or Twitter. Uh, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and a lot of these other places, a good amount of the news that you read on these platforms still mm-hmm. generates from newspapers. Mm-hmm. They're just picked up. They're just picked up and, 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 and shared. And shared. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. basically what we need to do is we need to figure that out. How do we do that? You know, how do we, um, how do we uh, engage with people right there where they are? You know, on TikTok, Instagram, yes, X, Twitter, uh, X, uh, and uh, and Facebook, and anything else. How do we do that? You know, and I think one of the thing, one of the opportunities for us at the Post really comes with our communities of color, yes. where we have done a pretty poor job in the past of trying to engage with those communities, mm-hmm. uh, not just about topics that they care supposedly care so much about, but about anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Black mm-hmm. folks drive cars. Mm-hmm. Black folks drive electric vehicles, you know. And so basically, um, 
I just see a lot of opportunity there, and that's where I would like to go. Very good. How will AI change the way we communicate, receive, and report the news? <laughs> and oh, I know we can go, we can wow. go for an hour on that. Oh, my gosh, give, man. Give, give us a short version. Oh, geez. It's going to change things because it is coming. I think that it is up to us to figure out how to, how to control it so that it works for us mm-hmm. and for the betterment of society especially a democratic society, mm-hmm. because AI can really become um, a problem, much the way um, the digital platform is now with disinformation and misinformation. Mm-hmm. AI can turn that up to a nuclear, AI can turn that up to a nuclear level, to be oh, honest yeah. with you. Yeah. It I really mean, can. It's, so we need to do a better job. It's scary. Yeah, and I think our legislators and lawmakers need to be, not to be afraid of it, but figure it out beforehand unlike the way they did with the Internet. But, Rick, like anything else, we're, we're, we are going to people who are fumbling and bumbling technology to guide us through AI, yeah, okay? Yeah, uh, it, That's the scary that's, part. That's that, that, the that, scary that, that, part. That's what I mean. It's, it, it, it's yeah. scary. We, we're looking to those who have no knowledge whatsoever, basically, yeah. of what they're doing in technology world to guide us through AI. Yeah, it's actually, if you but, think about it too hard, it's kind of frightening. Absolutely. So we're going to hold that point. For the next time you come back to Sunday morning with us, because because we, we oh I, excellent, I, I, I want to continue that because I think we can go much deeper into that. Absolutely, um, Rick. One as as we wrap up this morning, I I, I want to uh, again thank you for being here, but but really just congratulate you for where you have reached in in, in your profession. The 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 position you have is just outstanding, folks. To to see that we have the the editor in chief of the Palm Beach Post as a black man. From this area that have had, that has risen to that level, congratulations again, Rick. Thank I, you so I, I much. will never stop saying that. My last question for Rick, like like all of our guests, is what is next for Rick? Oh boy, uh, what's next for Rick? Uh, well, we have a huge election year coming up next year. Yes. So uh, that's kind of what I'm focused on right now, getting ready for that because I think that's going to be a huge issue for our community, mm-hmm. uh, all of our communities actually, but particularly for the black community. And, uh, and so that's kind of where I'm focused right now. And I think if I can do that, I can see light at the end of the tunnel, basically, okay. for me. All you know, right. I think, as you said, I'm, I'm in a job that I've always wanted, and there's really not a whole lot left for me, to be honest with you, except right. doing a great job next year. I hear you. Well, Rick, it's, it's been a pleasure. We didn't even scratch the surface on, on, on issues that – affect us here in Palm Beach County. I'm going to save that for another time, but I really just wanted to introduce you to to our audience today and, and really uh, let them know that you're in place and, and we're definitely proud of, of your accomplishments. I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here. Rick Christie, editor of the Palm Beach Post. Patrick, I see the Urban League just wrapped up their youth empowerment breakfast that happened on Monday. Huge success. You also had a breast cancer luncheon last Tuesday. Huge success. And what's coming up? Uh, upcoming on Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving food drive on Saturday, November 18th. It's going to be at the University Prep Academy across from the Urban League on Australian Avenue. Come on out for that. Um, we're going to start around 7 o'clock with our annual Thanksgiving food giveaway. And then also on Saturday, uh, November 18th will be on, as virtual be our home buyers workshop and you can sign up now just go to the urban league website at ulpbc.org this is a virtual home buyers uh, workshop which will be starting at 8:45 a.m. to 3:45 p.m. that's on Saturday November 18th
the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Patrick Franklin, Urban League, Palm Beach County CEO. Thank you, sir. As always, have Thank a great you, week. Thank you, Troy. Have a good weekend.